How are you doing people? It's another week, so another edition of the Echo Chamber And um, yeah, you know, things are still the same The rasp hasn't gone So, you know, we're gonna keep this all to the point And uh, we're gonna get to the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 7th to the 9th of December At number 10 We have Robin Hood It's a little surprising it's lasted this long to be honest From all the reaction about it um, At number 9 We've got the um, RCH's rendition of the Nutcracker so that's um as like event cinema situation. At number eight is the extremely good. Sorry to bother you. So people, make sure you go and check that out for sure. At number seven, the old man and the gun. At number six, we have Nativity Rocks. At number five. We've got Bohemian Rhapsody At number 4 Fantastic Beasts The Crimes of Grimwald At number 3 Creed 2 At number 2 we got The Grinch And still At number 1 We've got Ralph Breaks the Internet Looks like Ralph is breaking the box office With the amount of money this film is taking Alright, so, we got two films this week for you um, We got Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle And we've also got Aquaman, the latest edition in the DC film universe So, let's get to it, right? Okay, so um, this week I watched Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle Now, this is the new film directed by Andy Serkis uh, It was written by Callie Cloves um, Obviously it's based on um, stories by Rajad Kipling Um and it's got a huge cast of, you know, uh, Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Benedict Cumberbunch, um, Naomi Harris, Andy Serkis himself, Peter Mullen, Eddie Marsden, Tom Hollander, Frida Pinto, Rohan Shad. Yo, there's a, a lot of people put their voices to this film. Um, and the story is uh, The story follows the upbringing of the human child Mowgli Raised by a pack of wolves in the jungle of India As he learns the often harsh rules of the jungle Under the tutelage of a bear named Baloo And a black panther named Bagara Mowgli becomes accepted by the animals of the jungle as one of their own, except for one, the fearsome tiger Shere Khan. But there may be greater dangers lurking in the jungle as Mowgli comes face to face with his human origins. Um, so, you know, this film has just come out, but it's got kind of got a strange past because... It was originally set at Warner Brothers And Circus and most of the actors signed on in 2014 But the film was getting a lot of delays You know, to work on the uh, animation And the CGI, all the effects and everything like that 
Uh, they also wanted to make sure that they didn't come out at the same time as John Favreau's uh, The Jungle Book through Disney. Um, so, in the end, Warner Brothers sold sold the film to Netflix. And, uh, yeah, so now we get, you know, this released now. Um, so, like, the film, it's it's definitely going the darker route with uh, the story. So, it's more to the original. There's no singing or any of that palaver. But, I think it does still kind of play to the... Um, Playful, playful route. You know what I mean? Like, because they've added this character called Boot. A little, a little offensive, I feel. You know what I mean? Not feeling the character. You know what I mean? You, so they threw an albino wolf in there. And this is like, hey, Mowgli, we've, we're not freaks. We're just in the bit. Well, like, fuck you, circus, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? There was no need for that character. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Why, why do it like that? That's so cheap and lazy. You know what I mean? But, like, the story itself, it's... It's okay, but one thing, I think the CGI really kept me from from being properly transported by this story, because you had the CGI and the human actors, they just did not meld together at all. I would say that the Disney version, it did meld more. It did meld more. The 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 CGI was more realistic. So this, it looked, um, yeah. I mean, they didn't look real. Like the animals, I mean, they looked realish, but they had a plasticky kind of sentiment to them. So yeah, they like. It was like two things walking but slightly off sync. You know, it just didn't fit together for me. So you had that. Um, then, like with this, like the acting was okay. But like he, the, uh, Rowan Chad didn't fully... Like, he could play irritated, petulant, but, like, some of the other, I don't think it fully catched. Like, there was one moment where Mowgli shouts at Boot, and then, it, like, he turns around, like, with a change of heart, but you didn't buy the change of heart, you know what I mean? That wasn't sold. Uh some other weird bits as well. So later on in the film, you get like Mowgli in the human village. Uh, and in the human village, you obviously have different castes. And, you know, from everything I've, I've read, especially from a time like that, the caste system, it, it it's... You know, it, it's like the, the class system. So, the interaction would have been a lot different. But they show everyone getting on just fine. So, you have this fake bullshit. This fake narrative. Which is just really weird. Um, and also, you, you have Mowgli saying stuff. That is a bit like... You don't even, you don't know English. So, 
how are you, you 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 saying these phrases? You wouldn't be acting in this way because you don't know language like that. It it didn't make any sense, you know. It's like look, it, it could have been done in this other route, but they really you know what I mean I I was kind of thinking, look, you're making a different type of jungle, bro. So make a different kind you know what I mean? It's like he he he's got one foot in, one foot out. That's what it seemed. And I was just like, look, just go the full route. Mowgli would be kind of savage. Play him like that. Stop trying to gentrify him in in a way that just isn't plausible. So yeah, you 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 know you have this kind of weird thing going through of of Mowgli kind of right he's a righteous little fucker and obviously he has no regards for his friends no regard he like he puts mad people in danger doesn't give a fuck you know what I mean and it's so it's just weird so you just have this 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 weird kind of film that Afterwards, I just didn't like. I was just like, I yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I, like, I didn't, I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? I didn't hate it. Like, yo, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But I, yeah, I definitely didn't like it. It's just, it's just disappointing, really. I think, especially after breathe, because. Although there was a, uh, there was stuff in Brief that did irritate me, it was a far better picture. So I think I was expecting a little bit more from Circus's second um, directorial film, you know. Um, but yeah, I you know, look, if you like the first Jungle Book, as I didn't, <laughs> so if you like that, you possibly would like this. You know, I mean, if you like these these films with the animals and they're talking and all of that kind of stuff, if you like those type of films, then yeah, you'll probably you'll probably dig this, you know. So yeah, just kind of just think if you didn't like the first Jungle Book, I'd say you wouldn't like this. So kind of play it like that, you know. Cool. Okay, so um, I've just seen uh, the new DC Universe film, Aquaman. Uh, this is directed by James Wan. Um, it's written by David Leslie Johnson McGoodrick. Jeez, that's a name, right? Um, and we'll... Uh, starring Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, um, William Defoe, uh, Patrick Wilson, Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren. He's getting a little work these days. Uh, it's um, it's a long film. Yeah, it's it's a long film, two hours and twenty three minutes. Uh it's PG thirteen, and I believe it's the first film post decision by DC to try and let things kind of stand on their own, rather than to force the connective universe that they been trying and failing to do uh you know and word on the street is this is like up there with wonder woman um so uh which is interesting you know like the the gist of the story is arthur curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of atlantis I must stop 
a step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. It's not quite right, but, you know, I guess that's as good as we get. So that's the uh, story. And the question is, you know, does the film live up to that? Now, the opening is questionable. Because, so the setup is, you know, and, and this isn't spoiling anything, Kidman is washed up and rescued. But it's all very, like, it's all very forced at the start. You know, they're, like, trying to cram home. Like, they fell in love. They, you know what I mean? But you don't see any signs of that. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing. Look, you can say something, but where, you know, where's the inclination of it? How, like, there's no perception of this through any of the actions in the film. You know, at the start, all we see is, um, you know, he offers her tea, which is the weirdest kind of thing. It's like, here's tea. It will heal everything. And it's like, wait, what? It's just, it's just like the weirdest thing. Like, it's just an odd scene. But that's like the, the biggest interaction. So you, So it's kind of like... Yo, is she in love or has she got Stockholm Syndrome? You know what I mean? So we have this. And then everything else from that point, you know, we, it's trying to cram all this kind of stuff in. You know, so we have like the naming of Arthur, which is nearly as bad as the, na the naming of Han Solo. It's all very forced, you know? Then we get this scene on a school trip where he's in a, an aquarium. Like, the school trip is very odd because he's this little kid and everyone else is huge. And they look like they're a lot older than him. So it's just a bit like, what's going on with this trip, man? You know what I mean? But it's all set up to kind of show, oh, look, he's got powers. But it's all, everyone's just like, ah. and it's just like, oh, my. You know what I mean? It's just very ham-fisted, ham I would say, you know, the beginning of the film. Then it kind of starts to find its own feet. Like, you know, you, you get him as an adult but you know I, I think we'll just f the problem I think the problem is there's because you know don't get me wrong the story it's not complex but what they're trying to do is have one story but within that story then they're cramming in an origin story as well and that really makes you kind of force so much in. Like, it's, it's not a short film. It is a bit flappy, though. And, and do you think, right, you could cut this stuff out, you know what I mean? And maybe then that gets a bit better. And it's just like, I don't know. Because you have these weird, like, there's this weird, there's this scene in the bar. I'm not going to say what happens, but it's not really needed for the film. And it's really, is again, it's, it's a forced, ham-fisted scene. So it's all a bit weird, you know? Um, like, look, the, the film is very, it's very bold, it's very big, it's very brash, it's very lavish. But... The, what it isn't it's not very graceful and I think that's the thing look when you watch David Attenborough's like Planet Earth or in like Into the Sea what you see is this you know very graceful very sleek 
very kind of majestic look at the ocean and the magnificence of the ocean you know there's there's all these different kind of creatures even like things we've like you know we haven't seen before until we've watched programs like this you know so these animals of different shapes different sizes but they're still elegant there's still this kind of presence of stealth and skill as they navigate the waves and it was I think I was expecting that from this film but you don't get any of that like one thing that was I just was like why are you wearing capes underwater Make, makes no sense you're wearing capes underwater what is that it baffled me it's just the weirdest thing and that's that you know what I mean that's like it's it's, a, it's an issue like everything everyone's wearing it's so clunky it's so like these huge suits of armor and it's just like look you're you're in the sea you're, you're you know what I mean you're meant to be the this race of intelligent people uh, so why are you so clunky everything it reminds you of old kind of sci-fi where everything's big and bold and clunky and huge you know, it's like old, you know the old golden gecko mobile phones that's what this is kind of the equivalent of you know like you thought things would be streamlined graceful aerodynamic for the water does that make sense what we see it doesn't make sense and it's kind of like i i I heard this quote i i I think it might have been harlan elson i i can't remember but it was something along the lines of things are are created for as far as people can imagine and that's what this film was it's just like look James Wan kind of sees like knights and jousting and battles and the, these big suits of armor as the the height of majestic, you know, the height of royalism, adventure, and like he can't. He, so that's what he did. He can't see anything beyond that anything a bit sleeker and everything a bit you know you kind of feel he should have watched these ocean documentaries for an idea of how this film could have looked how the vision could have been because everything's a very crowded everything's very you know because that's that's the whole problem they're kind of like you know you're polluting the ocean so you would have thought their cities wouldn't have been that you would have thought that you know when you see these kind of kelp fields that are kind of neon and weird lighted and things like that it's all very elegant that's what you you kind of figure you may have seen like the weirdest thing like you saw more kind of grace in programs like sequest dsv which is insane because that show was shit (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean so it's all a bit like what 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 was the vision here you know like it's to you know, like to show something is strong it has to be huge it has to be bulky like mantra he gets given this armor and then somehow it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like that makes no sense what's happening here there's no elegance you know um but that you know the story is very choppy like you get the you know we're about i don't know a quarter of the way through the film and then out of nowhere we're forced into this flashback sequence and it's just like wait what this doesn't make sense to the film to put this sequence here it is like 
you know, shoehorned in, and you're just like, wait, what is this? You know, then we're back to Mantra with his giant super soaker. <laughs> That's what it was. He has this big gun that essentially is a giant super soaker. <coughs> it, like, there's a lot of tropes in superhero films that, to be fair, we have definitely been moving away from. But this film jumps into it full force wholeheartedly you know there's so many close-ups of like people's eyes and it's like boom 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 and then it flips to someone else's eyes you know these like epic stares and, and and things like that and then when people are doing things it's it's full of statements Everything is a statement. Everyone, someone enters the room, it's a statement. You know, you turn around, it's a statement. And they play the music to signify, it's a statement. And that's what you, throughout the film, is statement, 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 statement. Which really messes with the flow. And then they interject songs, which are like, there's this weird cover of Toto's Africa that was just put into the film in this weird place it doesn't fit and as like then you see a few more songs that are just put in and then it's done and they just don't fit there's no subtlety to this film which is such a shame like Nicole Kidman is, is very odd I recently saw Destroyer and her acting in that film is incredible she's great in this film I don't know what she was it's like she's just on autopilot but I think that is the thing like there's no dimension to this film which is odd because you're in the sea <laughs> you, know what I mean? you, you think there should be depth but there's none. <laughs> you know, this, this film is the equivalent of a puddle. <laughs> a very shallow puddle. <laughs> Which makes... Um, yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. But no one has dimension. Everyone is just predictable. The, the, the you know what's going to happen in the film like at the very towards the end there's this really predictable meeting you know when they get through this place uh they battle through and you just think i know what's going to be on the other side you know and it's just like oh man what why like you know give me Give me something else. Don't do this. But it's a it's a problem. What could have been a really fun, a really great film, is just a bit of a one-dimensional mess. Like it's it's probably I think it's still better than Justice League, but that's not really. <laughs> I don't think that's saying too much. If if I want to put this on par to something, I would say this is equivalent to Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. So I will say if you liked Batman and Robin, you'll like this. You know, if you like something like The Losers, you'll like this. It, you know. I'd say it's probably akin to the Hellboy, the two Hellboy films, but I don't know. I think they were a bit more subtler than this, which is saying a lot because, again, they're not great films. <laughs> it is funny, at the end, he does pull off a move that was from Beastmaster. The whole sword thing is is. is blatantly taken from Beastmaster you know what I mean um, but yeah look if you enjoyed those films you'll get along with this 
but I think if you've been on the DC journey, then you're kind of in a place to accept. And this, like, you might, this might be you. You might accept this film. Like, Wonder Woman is better, but you know, it's still a bit sketchy. But look. If you enjoyed the other DC films, if you enjoyed Schumacher's Batman and Robin, then I think Aquaman might be for you. Now, remember to stay because we do have a cutscene as we get to the end credits. And it, it does set up something for the next film blatantly. So, you know, stay check that out you'll probably guess what the cutscene is gonna focus on when you you know you've seen the film but yeah remember to stay and watch that okay that's me well i am i hope you found those film reviews interesting and helpful uh we've reached that time again so let's hit with some news uh, and this is great because, um, you know, during the London Film Festival, I saw a film called Sometimes Always Never, which is the new one by Bill Nye, Sam Riley, Jennifer Agutter, Tim McNeary and Alice Lowe. And it was great. It, it was such a, a lovely just a really good film but at the time it didn't have UK distribution um and luckily that's changed you know um so Hurricane Films and Goldfink Studios along with um the movie partnership have confirmed that comedy drama sometimes always never will be released in the UK on Friday the 22nd of February 2019. The film will also be released on digital download on the 25th of February. Sometimes Always Never stars iconic British actor Bill Nye. Um, yeah, as, as I said. look, And the story is sharp of suit and vocabulary. Bill Nye plays deadpan scrabble obsessed merseyside taylor allen whose eldest son michael stormed out of the house after a particularly heated round of the popular board game never to return years later allen and his other son peter sam riley continue the search while trying to repair their own strained relationship sometimes always never um <clears throat> which describes the way to button up a gentleman's suit jacket, comes from a witty and astute script by acclaimed screenwriter Frank Cottrell Boyce, who also wrote 24-Hour Party People. Um, and it's from Carl Hunter, who this is his debut film, which is great as he deploys a vivid visual style and striking production design to capture the shifting moves of a family who know plenty of words but struggle to communicate. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic and Edwin Collins has produced a really well-suited soundtrack for the film too so remember it's hitting cinemas on the 22nd of february and digital download on the 25th of february and if you want to hear my thoughts about this film all you need to do is hit the link and scroll down to um the third London Film Festival version of the Echo Chamber podcast. So yeah, it's a it's a while back, but um, other news. Okay, so <clears throat> like word, 
has been going on about this for a long, long time. But a film version of the BBC's Luther is um, supposedly on <clears throat> on a on a serious serious tilt. Um, Neil Cross, who wrote, writes, and creates the series, is working on a script at the present moment. Um, the fifth season is due to come out, and uh, when he's been talking about that, yeah, he's talked that you know a film is definitely in the future, which um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is what he said: we are really advancing on getting a movie version up on the screen and Neil is beavering away on writing this thing and I think the remit for the film is to scale it up Luther has all the ingredients to echo those classic neo-noir films of the 90s like Seven and Along Came a Spider and I think um, you could probably add Bone Collector to that and I think what we would like to do is use that blueprint to create Luther the film. It will be more murder, more Volvos, more frowning Luther. Essentially, we just want to try to take it to a much bigger audience and scale, and perhaps international as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I like. Film versions of TV series do not always work, as I think you know, we, we can see from the film version of Spooks that hit a few years back. Um, they're, they're doing a film version of Downton Abbey as well, which I think is dropping next year. So I, I think that could be a good gauge because both series are very popular. So I think mean, if the Dalton film is a big success, then maybe the Luther film could be. But I don't know. I doubt that the Dalton film is going to, uh, you know, do anything huge. It. it depending on what the budget is it could easily break you know break even and make a little more but it's not going to be something i'd imagine that's going to sit around in cinemas for weeks on end but believe it or not sometimes i can be wrong so uh yeah i don't know i guess uh I guess we'll see about that, right? Okay, so... Um... Hmm... Supposedly... Um... Just after one week under the belt... Variety reports that Peter... The Peter Jackson produced steampunk fantasy adventure... Mortal Engines... Is on track to lose up to 100... 125 million for Universal Pictures, which is, yeah, that's crazy, um, I'm due to see the film, I don't know, maybe next week, so I'll have a review up soon, but, um, you know, it opened worldwide last week, um, and, and so far has pulled in just 42 million globally from a budget of over 100 million along with all the money that is spent on marketing and promotion um so yeah that's what but you know this is the thing it's been a week so there's plenty of time for it to pick up traction and especially with christmas you know, there are films out, but there's not a lot of films, like, the kids at home, people want to go, so, you know, it, there's a captured audience, so, um, yeah, I've, I've, it, it could definitely pick up and hit its budget, so, I don't know, we, we will see about that, alright, 
Now, oh, this is something. So, um, Green Book, which has been... I think it was something that was really hoped to be a huge Oscar and award candidate. But, I don't know, it's like... I think people have liked it, but I, I I do believe that other people do find it to be a little watered down. You know, it, it's one of those films that you feel, ugh, yeah, they really want to be worthy, you know. Um, and the family of Don um, of Don Shirley, Doctor Don Shirley are not happy with the story they they say that um it really doesn't reflect any truths to who don shirley really was um the film's writer nick valonga who's the the son of tony lip who was the uh, the driver for Shirley in the film? Um, he supposedly did not contact Don Shirley's family to find out any anything about him, and yeah, the family aren't happy, and they say that you know the film depicts Shirley as being estranged from his family which um really wasn't true they said like the film depicts he's got conflicts with his race which really isn't true as he, he you know he was friends with martin luther king duke ellington nina simone um yeah and you know so there's so many other supposedly untruths in the film uh I, you know, I don't think anything can come of this. Because, you know, the film's out. So, you know, there's not been any, um, uh, you know, apologies from, you know, the studio, the director, the writer, anything like that. So, yeah, I think, I think it is what it is, really. But it's a shame. It's a shame if it's actually true. But you never know. But yeah, if it is true, that that's a that's a crazy shame. Um, so Netflix are really ramping things up next year. The word is that they are um, aiming to produce ninety films, um, in twenty nineteen. 55 of those will be live action originals um, and 35 will be documentaries and animated films. Um, from the 55, it, I, I think things are going to be split. So around 20 will be originals. Which will have a budget between 20 and 200 million. And probably about 35 will be indie films um, with budgets of sub 20 million. Um, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, it's a streaming network. So they got, they, they have to have content to attract new people be, and maintain the subscribers they already have um out of you know these films um big ones that have been confirmed to be coming out next year are um martin scorsese's the, Dr the irishman jc uh chador's triple frontier michael bay's Oh gosh, <clears throat> Michael Bay's Six Underground, Steven Soberberg's The Laundromat, David McCod's The King, D. Rees' The Last Thing He Wanted, and ugh, there's a 
Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston rom-com called Murder Mystery. And I'm sure that's going to be amazing. Alright, well, finally, um, the huge film um, that has just dropped is Spider-Verse. Um, you know, it's getting a lot of love from critics and audience alike. Um, I'm going to be seeing that in the next few days. So I expect to review next week. Um, but Sony Animation is already, um, yeah, ramping up uh, a, a sequel to the film and some spin-offs. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be the sequel, which will heavily involve Gwen Stacy, known as Spider-Gwen, um, Amy Pascal, who was the a producer in the film, says that the sequel explore a romance between, um, uh... <clears throat> Apologies. Um yeah, uh it will um yeah, we'll see a, a, a romance between I believe um Spider Woman um and Spy uh, Miles Morales. Um and it will serve as a launching pad for a Spider Woman spin-off which will focus on Spider Gwen um silk who is cindy moon um and jessica drew as um spider woman uh and beck smith is penning that film um jaquim dos santos who uh directed uh avatar the last Style Bender, Airbender, and Voltron is, you know, directing the um the sequel to Spider Verse, and it should have a script from David Callahan, uh, who wrote Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. And Zombieland 2, which um, are two films that I believe are going to be dropping next week. So, uh, yeah, that's all the film news. And um, I'm going to leave you with a HelloFresh offer for your Christmas meal. Um, fantastic offer, taking all the hassle out of your Christmas dinner and um yeah you'll get 10% off but I believe the cutoff for this is Friday the um oh I think it's the uh oh it's the 21st yeah it's tomorrow ah so um yeah if if you fancy um a hassle-free Christmas get to booking quick all right and um yeah that's it for this week, people. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Later. Okay, people. I'm going to let you in to um, something that's going to be a big help. Because we're coming up to Christmas, unfortunately. And the biggest thing about Christmas is the shopping for food. Because it's insane. Everyone goes crazy. It's difficult sometimes to find what you want. So, I'm going to give you a little tip that will make this so simple. So simple. Alright, so the thing is, HelloFresh are doing a Christmas box. Okay, so, in the Christmas box, you can get a butter-based turkey... With fresh rosemary and lemon. Pigs in blankets. So it's pork sausages wrapped in streaky bacon. Roast potatoes. 
with a rosemary seasoning, balsamic Brussels sprouts, yeah, sounds good, with cranberries, pecans, and pancetta, how tasty does that sound, truffle root vegetables, with cheese, garlic, and thyme, seasonal stuffing, pork cranberry stuffing balls, slow-cooked spiced red cabbage with bramley apple and cinnamon. Now, I've made red cabbage with apple, and it is so good. So, that will be amazing. And then festive gravy, a rich and delicious gravy. And um, you can also add a cheese platter with, um, yeah, you know, uh, charcoal crackers, quince chutney, and a whole load of uh, cheese. So they do that box. They also do a box with a dessert. And the dessert is luxury Christmas pudding with brandy, butter, caramel sauce. Talk about decadent, right? And the box comes in four different sizes. So you can get it for four people, six people, eight people, or ten people. Which is pretty damn good. Alright, so... I'll give you the figures too, man. So for four people, it works out $19.99 per person. For six people, it's £16.66 per person. For eight, it's £15.62 per person. And for ten, it's £14.49 per person. So, that really makes Christmas meal really affordable. But, I'm going to give you a code that will give you 10% off that box. Don't tell me I do nothing for you, people. So, all you have to do is, in the checkout, enter the code Kevin. Christmas, and that will give you 10% off your Christmas box at HelloFresh. So, I'll put this in the episode description, but yeah, it's Kevin Christmas. Boom. Nice. I've just saved Christmas for you. You're welcome. 